When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 25, Chief Compliance Officer, Authority and Independence. The role of the CCO has steadily grown in stature and prestige over the years. The 2020 FCPA Resource Guide under the hallmarks of an effective compliance program focused on whether the CCO held management, senior management status and had a direct reporting line to the board. In appraising a compliance program, the DOJ and SEC also consider whether a company has assigned responsibility for the oversight and implementation of a company's compliance program to one or more specific senior executives within an organization. Those individuals must have appropriate authority within the organization, adequate autonomy for management, sufficient resources to ensure the company's compliance program is implemented effectively. Adequate autonomy generally includes direct access to an organization's governing authority, such as the board of directors and committees of the board of directors. The hallmark has significantly expanded in both the 2020 update and the FCPA corporate enforcement policy. In doing so, the DOJ has increased the prestige, the authority, and the role of the CCO in corporate compliance functions. The 2020 update has five general areas of inquiry around the CCO and corporate compliance functions. Number one, how does the CCO salary and stature within the organization compare to other executives within the company? Two, what are the experience and stature of the CCO within an organization? Does the CCO have appropriate training for the role? Three, How much autonomy does the CCO have to report to the board of directors? How often does the CCO meet with the board of directors? Are members of the senior management committee present for those meetings with the board of directors or the audit committee? Four, what is your structure? Is the compliance function run by a designated chief compliance officer or another executive within the company, and does that person have other roles within the company? Five, is data in your organization so siloed that the CCO does not have access to it? If so, what are you doing about it? In the FCPA corporate enforcement policy, the DOJ outlined these factors as follows. The quality and experience of the CCO, such that they can understand and identify the transactions and activities that pose a potential risk. Two, the authority and independence of the CCO. Three, compensation and promotion of the CCO in view of their role, responsibilities, (coughs) performance, and other appropriate factors. Four, reporting structure of any CCO employed or contracted by the company. 
Clearly, the DOJ is articulating that it expects true compliance professionals who understand the way compliance interacts and supports the business to be the CCO chair. The days of a law school-trained CCO who cannot read a spreadsheet are consigned to the dustbin of noncompliant history. But more than simply compliance professionalism, companies must compensate and promote compliance professionals within their organization. Simply burying someone in the compliance function of a law department because they cannot cut it will no longer suffice. The DOJ has not taken a formal position on whether a GC can also be a CCO. However, the language of the corporate enforcement policy in the 2020 update seemed to signal the death knell for the dual GC-CCO role. They may also signal the larger issue that the CCO should have a separate reporting line to the board apart from the GC. While the DOJ's stated position is that it does not concern itself with whether the CCO reports the GC or reports independently, it is more concerned about whether the CCO has a voice to go directly to the CEO or board of directors directly, if not via the GC. Even if the answer is yes, the DOJ would want to know if the CCO has ever exercised that right. If the 2020 update comes as close to any time previously stated in articulating a DOJ policy that the CCO must be independent of the GC's office. Therefore, if your CCO reports still reports up to the GC, you must have a demonstrable evidence of both CCO independence and actual straight line of side authority to the board. Here's some questions you should consider in evaluating this. First and foremost, is the CCO part of senior management or the C-suite? Is the CCO part of a regular meeting group? Who can terminate the CCO? CEO, the board, or does the CCO termination require uh, the entire board? More importantly, can a person under investigation or scrutiny by the CCO fire the CCO? If the answer is yes, the CCO clearly does not have requisite authority. Another additional question to consider, who can override a decision by the CCO within an organization? And who is making decisions around salary and compensation for the CCO? Is it the CEO, the GC, the Board Compliance Committee, or some other group? We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with today's three key takeaways. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, how can you show the CCO really has a seat at the senior executive table? Number two, what are the professional qualifications of your CCO? Does he have a degree? Does he have a specialization? How many uh, compliance classes or compliance certifications has he received, if any? And three, does your CCO have true independence to report directly to the board? This means without going first to your general counsel, or the CEO? It's an important question to answer. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January 
where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.